Welcome to the Art Style Podcast, your number one podcast for understanding everything in the Web3 space, giving you decentralized access to everything happening behind the scenes. We chat with influential creators, entrepreneurs, and builders leading in the NFT community with exciting companies and projects emerging in Web3. Well, it is an absolute pleasure to be back on the Art Style Podcast. We're actually in a pretty new location today. So this is your host, Anas Bird, and I'm here with my main man, Dan Osh. How's it going? Great, great. We had some pancakes this morning and Maha joined us. Um, although you didn't get the chance to devour it, Maha, because you're doing some intermittent fasting now. Is that right? Yeah, but those aren't real pancakes. Those were crepes. American <laughs> pancakes are thick, fluffy. fat, fluffy doused in syrup true breakfast true. items yeah no the swedish packings are, are a copy of the french ones yeah it's so good to be here you guys this is an, a really cool setup i'm excited to be here yes that was just so normally the podcast is done in my place um but now the podcast has shifted over to his place because there's a lot more light here it's, you got this nice view you know it's, it's a lot more airy so no I'm really, I'm really loving this it changes the vibe of the podcast completely it's good to change scenery every now and then yeah, yeah exactly so and we have a new guest we have an amazing guest today so yes. we have maha in the house maha gaber Maha, do you want to give a few words about yourself? Yeah, first of all, you guys, it is a sick setup here. I do, I did, the minute I walked in, I was like, wow, this is really gorgeous. Um, so excited to be on the podcast today. I am a communications professional. So I basically am a professional storyteller. I've been doing communications for a long time. I used to work at Google and did comms for Netflix. And now I work with people like Gary V and V Friends. But I really try to help people tell stories. And I think the market changes a lot. So you want to make sure you have a good narrative narrative. You're authentic. So that's really what I do. I work with a lot of governments in the Dubai area. I work with the government in Dubai a lot and I work with clients in the U.S. Um, and I'm just, I'm from this region. I'm Egyptian. I'm born and raised in the U.S. So I used to live here for eight years. I left during the pandemic, but it's good to be back. And I'm here a lot more and I'm loving what you guys are doing. Really impressed with what the arts DAO is bringing to the community, building within the ecosystem here. And so Hats off to you guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I think what's even more inspiring is definitely what's happening with VFriends. You know, massive grats to that $50 million raise very recently from, with some pretty headline kind of VCs. Um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about, you know, what's been happening at VFriends and, you know, how, how much fun you've been having with them. Yeah, it's extraordinary. So Gary in December of 2020, end of the end of December 2020, like I'm really interested in looking at the NFT space. And when he goes into something, he's all about doing hours and hours of homework. So all of a sudden we're on a text thread and he's like texting us and sending us all these things. You guys got to study, you guys got to be ready. And in 2021, he launched VFriends in May. And VFriends, um, the day he launched the project, ETH was at its all-time high of like more than 4,000. Yeah. So it was like a really crazy day, the day that he launched the project. But, you know, Gary talks a lot and has been talking a lot that 99% of NFT projects are going to go to zero. Mm. And the reason why he is bullish on NFTs and building this company is because he's building IP. So mm -hmm. for this, the NFT launch was his basically his IPO. And thinking about how he can take his ideas of scaling 
concepts like empathy elephant, accountable ant, uh, patient panda, like traits he really believes in that people don't teach in schools or people don't teach enough what they call soft skills. He's doing it through these characters. So what you're going to see, and there'll be announcements coming out, is this is a project that's to build IP and to bring value for the community. And so I think one of the things, VFriends is the largest Discord NFT project in the US. They have more than 300,000 people that oh, are on I their Discord. I'm part of the Discord, yeah. Yeah, so it's all about, for them, it's all about building community. Mm. Like, how do you build community? The second thing is how do you bring value to that community? So are you educating them about the space? Are you helping them get them access to events? Are you helping get them access to brands, partners, opportunities. And so really making sure that you're constantly trying to bring value to your community. And so you're not just, you know, cause when you buy an NFT, it's like you're a shareholder, you're an investor in that project. It's that stakeholder economy. It's that, that we stakeholder about. economy that you talked about at, at the metaverse assembly. So I think it's really important to see how they're doing it. Um, Gary's a content machine and engine and believes in communicating a lot with mm. his community. So he's active in the discord himself. They're doing live events in person now that people are doing events again in person. So I think that's been a difference to the, the V, the V friends DNA is how do you build brand? How do you bring value to your community? And how do you really know that you're there because of your community? I'm not going to lie. But we at ArtsDAO have been very heavily influenced by what Gary V has been doing. Um, the live events part in particular, we do a lot of live events with ArtsDAO. We do our content. I mean, our podcast was in some way inspired. I, yeah, I wouldn't say we are copycats, but almost. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but you know what? You're taking inspiration from the playbook. That's, that's, yeah. you're smart because you got to learn from somebody who really practices what he preaches. Like, mm. you know, don't overthink it. Don't overthink what should we, what do we look like? What are we doing? Like create content, build a community, you know, put yourself out there because that's how you're going to grow. And that's really, really important. Mm. If you are an NFT project or a brand thinking about what you should do, start to listen to some of those thought leaders in the industry in the space and and mimic what they're doing because it's working it's working to build community and have impact in the business mm, yeah gary's been a huge inspiration i mean the the whole idea of you know getting this podcast was uh, us listening a lot to gary and then thinking about how can we create content that brings value to people right because at the end of the day everything we've been doing from day one was how can we bring more mainstream adoption to the space? How can we educate people? How can we give value before asking for value? And that's one of the biggest learnings I think we have taken from Gary. 100%, 100%. And like, honestly speaking, if you are creating a social media channel, a podcast, an Instagram page, a Discord, you need to nurture it and you mm. need to invest in that community and really, you know, connect with them. And you'll be surprised about how much you get back from them, the things that you learn from them, the business connections you will make, the value you can bring to each other. And, and really those opportunities exist when you make an effort to connect and build and grow a community. Just to kind of inform the audience who may not be fully aware of, you know, the V friends kind of NFT project, but one of the things I, I know is that with vFriends, it, it effectively grants you access if you own any of those NFTs to, I think, up to two years of uh, VCon. 
So, you right. get, so some every single token gives you three year access three to VCon, year access, right? And there are some tokens that are access tokens, so you can do like either a FaceTime with Gary, have breakfast yes. with Gary, go fishing with Gary. That's awesome. But, go you know, fishing those are with like, Gary. <laughs> yeah, and That's I didn't awesome. even know he fished. But, know, yeah. yeah, but you can go to a basketball game. So all those they, there are some tokens that are access, but I think you know when the NFT scene came in, it was on the market. It was all about the the digital art and the PFP and the collectible and the characters and traits of the art. But now the beauty of blockchain and beauty of NFTs is the utility aspect. You can give people access. So you are seeing a lot of token gated events. If you have this NFT, you get into this event. Brands are really starting to embrace it. Mm. What perks can we give them? How can we make this NFT like a digital loyalty card? Mm. So they can get access to fashion shows or pre-sales or that type of thing. So the the utility aspect of an NFT is what's really going to be revolutionary. And it's going to have that digital component where yeah. people can express themselves through the brands that they own or the NFTs that they own. Mm. And that's the fun part where I'm seeing all the businesses come in to see how they can really leverage the technology. So that's pretty cool. And, and I mean, looking at the VFriends project, it's been a massive success. How, and what can you say about what Gary has done compared to many other projects that we could learn from or any other NFT project could learn from? Uh, what has been his kind of success factor other than just being Gary and having loads and millions of followers? Great right? value. No, honestly speaking, I can't speak to what other projects are doing, but mm. I can speak to what he's doing just because I'm close to the sun and I work directly with him. But I think Gary's approach is that he wants to be available for his community all the time and making sure that he's bringing value to them. Like he's always thinking of, this is a 45 year project. This isn't a five year project. And he talks a lot about that, like building for the long term, because there's a lot of people in this market to flip and to make money. Exactly. And so I think a lot of people now that we're in the bear market seeing like the tourists have gone, like people that came in that we're trying to make a lot of money and mm. flip, but like now we see the real players, the mm. real people that care about the NFT space, the real people that care about how to use the blockchain technology. So I think that's like a cornerstone of how he's treating this mm. is building IP, bringing value and thinking about this in 45 year terms versus five year terms. So do you have a 45 year vision for V friends? He does, he mm. definitely does. And he's working on it every single day. Mm. That's really cool. Well, let's take this conversation then into that. Uh, in to, so one of the things that you, you love talking a lot about, which is which is storytelling, right? Yep. Um, and I think Gary does this very well. But how how have you kind of explored storytelling? What can you say to people who are building right now in this you know horrendous bear market? How can they tell their stories better to survive and become something spectacular? Yeah. So if you are, you have an NFT project and you're an artist, focus on your personal brand. Use this time to get people to know you because like companies, when people invest in a stock, they look at who's the founder of the company. Yeah. Elon Musk. Who is, yeah. Steve who's Jobs. the person behind the company? So yeah. who's the artist or the founder of the NFT project? Start telling your story, mm. create a podcast, do things on video, uh, start doing, you know, maybe write a blog, like help build your personal brand because people invest in people. They don't invest in companies. That's, That's the first deep. thing. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is start thinking about how to connect with your audience in new ways. 
So events, events are a really good way to showcase your brand because now you're bringing your brand to life in, in real life. Mm. So COVID is presumably past us right now and restrictions are lifted and people are doing events. So going to these events to meet your community in person, hosting meetups in the cities where you might have community members be, that connectivity is what we crave and what we love. And yeah. one of the things we learned a lot about COVID is if we don't meet each other in person, we need that human connection. You can't just live on Discord. You can't just live <laughs> on Discord. So really make an effort to meet people in real life. And that doesn't mean you need to have a budget to throw a fancy event. It's like, hey, we're meeting at this coffee shop. Show up. It's a meetup. Well, thank God Art Style has a Farsi Cafe meetup every week. <laughs> every Thursday. That matters. That really matters. Because A, you want to meet new people in the space. We're all newbies here. Mm. You might be a normie coming in and you're intimidated by the space. So you don't know where to go and learn. So join a community. So that's like another thing you can do. I think you're right. We just, just followed the, the Gary Vee playbook. I think <laughs> so some, some of the things we just did unsubconsciously, you know, without, uh, we're just thinking about how can we bring more value to the people? How can we bring them closer to each other? And what we realized with COVID was that people were getting really lonely, mm. even though they were co communicating on Clubhouse, on Twitter, on Twitter spaces all the time. Of course. But people like we're, we're social creatures, right? We crave that human interaction and people love the, the real life meetings. And, and that's kind of what differentiated us uh, towards some other, other like projects here in this region. Yeah. The other thing is find a common connection. So mm. right now we're all learning about NFTs or the bear market or what to be doing, but we're also learning about what is Web3, what's its capabilities, what is the metaverse. Take that as an opportunity to educate and grow other people because you're all learning together. So mm. maybe you want to bring in experts that can bring value to your community, explain to people, guest speakers, guests who are running other projects to learn from each other. The beauty of the Web3 space, which I think is much different than Web2, is it's everybody in. It's not like, oh, those are competitors or these NFT projects talk to these NFT projects where in companies and startups, they may have not have done that before. So now it's like everybody in and everybody goes together and collaboration is super, super important because it's early days. Like mm. this is the time where we're the early days of like, if you think about Apple and Microsoft and Google and like, like this is our generation's version of that. And so we want to be a part of it. It's exciting. It's new. It's scary. It's, 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 it's exciting for a lot of people to be a part of it. So just make sure you find a community that you can engage with. But com community has become such a buzzword. Everyone is talking about community, community building. Brands are thinking about how can we create a community around, you know, our brand. Emirates was talking yes. about it. Yeah. Why, why do you think community has become so important? I mean, five years ago, there was people talking about community, but now it seems everyone yeah, is talking. We about worked, it. talked about community before, but it was a different kind of community. But now it's, it's, it, I think what's different, and this is my view, is that there's that stakeholder economy point, right? I think yeah. uh, before members of a community never had a stake in the, the, the project, so to speak. They, 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 they attended some kind of meetup, for example, organized by a company, but they weren't shareholders or, 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 or token holders in, yeah. in our case, right? I think that's the big change, perhaps. There's a difference between community and audience. That's a very that's important point. That's the difference, yeah. right? An audience is someone who's there receiving information and just accepting whatever the message or story or they're consuming it. A community is an active participant in that 
business, project, mission, ecosystem. And I think that's the difference is that the community really feel that stakeholder piece, but they also understand they have leverage and power to move things exactly. and to influence things mm -hmm. and to inform things. And I think that's how you, I would think about it. There's a difference between community and audience. What's interesting, I think, and I've seen this a lot with vFriends, is that, you know, members of the vFriends community are creating content for vFriends without the vFriends team necessarily. Yeah, like unsanctioned. They're like people just out there curating because they love the business or they love the brand. And they, that's that's the beauty of community. Yeah, and and, and it's, not, it's all kinds of stuff. There's like people creating art, there's people creating, you know, even like t-shirts or whatever it is. That they're, they're doing things around the community, uh, around the brand, without the brand necessarily, you know, employing them like an employee, not telling them do this. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, it's sort of, I want to support this brand. And in doing so, you kind of have all these champions evangelizing or sharing the, the, the value of that brand. And all of a sudden, that's how the community sort of built, right? People then want to join in and be part of it. Well, here's a big difference. Like in, in discords and web three, you have community mods, moderators that are pretty much volunteers, people who aren't paid. In, in web two, in Instagram, you would never turn over your pages to oh. just a bunch of volunteers because you have to protect the brand and brand guardians and yeah. guidelines and rules. But that's a really good example of like the community mods. Like we just, we let the crowd manage. I have a good thing on this. We at our style, <laughs> we, when we launched our discord, we actually paid for mods to, to, to come in and they did a horrible job, <laughs> a really, really bad job. And our, our council, many members are like, why do you hire these people? Do you not realize, you have, you, uh, why are you taking a web two approach to web three? Yeah. And they were like drilling this to our heads like 10 times. Finally, we got, we scrapped them and exactly what you said happened. People, we, I was shocked to see this, but people are happy to, to, to share to other, like once I was on a Twitter space and some guy that I don't know who was trying to reach out to me, another guy I didn't know said, oh, Anas is on a Twitter space. He won't be responding right now. Hmm. So just check in later. And that wasn't a member of the art style it's just team. Somebody, just somebody saw that I was hand. on a Twitter space and said, look, Anas isn't going to be able to respond to you right now. He's on a Twitter space, but just wait, I think 20 minutes and he'll be off and he'll be back. That's pretty epic. That's so cool. And, and that's, that's, I love that. That's, that's community. That's, that's community. <laughs> but that's the difference is <laughs> that these are evangelists. They believe in your brand. They care about your business. They want to be a spokesperson. They want to pitch in and, you don't have to pay them yes like it's just like <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy but that's that's how web3 works is that everybody in everybody feels they have a stake in it but i think i think what's different though is that they hold a token and so the thing is let's not get around the fact that if the community does well they do well too right 100%. i mean that, that's what happened with the, with the board api club mm. and before that the crypto punks right the value of these things went up so significantly that they could see why it made sense but I, I don't think that's the motivator for someone to let's say comment on the discord i think the motivator is that sense of belonging when you have that token even if you you know own it you feel that you belong to this kind of bigger family membership yeah. it feels like you belong to something exactly and everyone likes to it's just like we love to communicate through brands that we wear like the sneakers we have on the sunglasses we wear 
And I think that's the same thing when it comes to NFTs. Like we like to say, like I'm a bored ape or I own a V friends or I'm a world of women or, you know, people want to communicate through brands mm. and that's does the same thing when it comes to NFTs. So, so we talked a little bit about storytelling. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, uh, community. And when we look at Gary, for example, Gary, everyone thinks like he's flawless, right? Because he does everything so well. But has he had any big challenges in community building that others could learn from? Oh, that's a good question. Of course, everybody has challenges. He's not like a, this messiah where nothing goes wrong. I mean, like you have your hiccups and you have issues that come up, of course. But I think, um, oh, that's a hard question. Like I'm trying to think if I can find a specific example, but the community helps a lot. Like mm. if you mess up on something, they're forgiving. Or if you miss the mark on something, I'm trying to think, I need a good example. I know we've had them. Every project has had them. Mm. I mean, I, I'll tell you a good one. The launch date, Gary forever had been promoting, we're launching on 5-5 five, five, because five is his favorite number. Mm. And it was someday the documentary is going to come out about this because we were filming the whole thing behind the scenes of the making of V Friends. We launched on 5.11. It was every day him getting up on Twitter and Discord saying, tech issues, we're going to come back to you tomorrow. We're going to launch it tomorrow. And every day it was agonizing for him. Mm. But he had been in Web2 tech space, so he mm. knew what it was like. But to not be able to deliver on the date, and then it was delayed a day, and then that night, and then he would say tomorrow morning, and then he would say that night, that went on for a week. Mm. Like a launch date launching a week late. I mean, you see every NFT project has have glitches when they come to launch. Look, every no different, you know. Yeah. And then he decided to embark. One of the things that he did is he was launching a book, twelve and a half. It's the twelve and a half traits. It. I've read so it. So good. And to get the book, he did this whole: if you buy twelve books, yeah. you get an NFT. And didn't realize that he would break the internet with that initiative. <laughs> yeah. And everyone did the math. Like if I buy 12 books, I can get one NFT. That happened. Than get in a Viva. Everyone did the math. And then it, it, he had to create 125,000 tokens. Like <laughs> the largest <laughs> NFT project ever. Like, the largest book printing dude, ever. One, one of our members did that. Um, so when we hosted one of our first events at the Arts Club, uh, one of the, one of our, two of our members actually bought like, I think, I think like hundred plus of these books. People, notes, and then notes. people were giving them away because and, and then they're like, okay, all these books showed up at my house. What do I do? And that that's, by the way, was also the beauty of the community is people are like, I want to help somebody who didn't get one or like, I want yeah, to give them yeah. away. I actually got one. Drop I have them one. Off that's schools. how I got the book. It was from our community <laughs> member giving them away at the art style arts club event. And people, had, people would show pictures of cases and cases of books that they bought. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it was a very successful campaign and the story of book games and how they did that. That's also a really untold story. Andy Kranak, who's the president of the company. I've been like, Andy, you got to tell that story of how you guys pulled that off because it is the largest NFT drop in the history of NFTs Brilliant. to date. And, well, um, congrats and chapeau. To yeah. That. Even mm. the way that they did VCon, the ticketing for VCon was something that hadn't been done before. So just, they're really building the tech. Like this is a tech and IT company. Mm. This is not an NFT company. And I think you're going to see them leading that conversation in the marketplace and in the ecosystem. I think it's going to be 
you know, history will tell, but mm. I think it's going to be something that a lot of companies can learn from. So we're, we're coming up on time. I just want to wrap this up. Um, what we normally do uh, to wrap up these podcasts uh-huh. is like, we, we like to ask a couple, a couple of rapid fire rapid questions, fire questions. Yeah. just about you and, you know, what, what it's just a little personal. One. It'll be fun. So, <laughs> so the first one is very simple. You know, if you were not doing what you were doing now, what would you be doing? One of two things. I would either be a teacher because I believe in education and impacting people. So I really like my whole family is a family of educators or I would be working in news. Like I love. Oh, yeah, I can see you as being, a news anchor. Yeah, I, I love being. No, I love being like I was an intern at a newsroom. I love it. Like when you get the information off the wire and you have to prepare it before you tell it to the public, that secret sauce of that middle point of like trying to take a story and shape it and build a narrative like excites me to no end. So that would be one of two careers I'd be doing. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Second question. Um, you've obviously been in the region for a long time. Yes. So what is your favorite restaurant in Dubai? Okay. Well, the food scene <laughs> this time, I've been here now for 10 days and I have really tried a lot of new places. I had, you want me to pick one? One. Yeah, your absolute favorite. <laughs> if I tell you, tell, take me to a restaurant now, right now, where would you take me? <laughs> Oh God, you guys, that is, I had like three epic meals since I've been here, like really good ones. Um, Roca. Oh yeah. So good. Roca is very good. Roca. Yeah. Because that kind of covers everything. And they the have one a great here, business The one here in Business well. Bay. Yeah. In that beautiful building. Yeah. yeah but I Opus. had like incredible food at Sushi Samba. I had the most delicious Palestinian food oh, at Mama Eve. Oh, yeah. Sushi Samba is good. Yeah. I had last night, uh, Iraqi, uh, food at, at Yaba and oh my God, that was insane. That's amazing. So, Did you have the fish, the big fish? No, I had this like phyllo thing and this meat thing and, and this like <laughs> a black salad. It was incredible. All right, final question. What secret skill that do you have that nobody knows about? Or talent? Skill or talent? I can sing. Oh, wow. Oh. You should have come to our karaoke the other day. Yeah, oh, we, really? We, we can sing. Shoot. And then don't ask me to sing right now. I knew you were going to say, okay, well, show us. The reason it's a hidden talent, it, after you hear me sing, you might go, now we know why it's hidden. <laughs> no, I actually think you have a great voice. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a news anchor voice without a doubt. News anchor <laughs> voice. Coming to you live from the Crypto Shake podcast. Well, now the Art Style podcast. The Art Style yeah, podcast. Changed the name. You changed the name. You rebranded. Yeah. Oh, we just keep it on I like all it. One keep brand. it on the thing. And I love the mugs, the oh, yeah. good morning mugs. GM, GM. I know. I'm like, I, I got to get a hat. I got to get a mug, but I see that you guys are taking care of me. We so. got one for you right yeah, here. Yeah. So happy to be here. Thank you so much. It was short. We would have loved to talk to you yeah. for longer. But, Insights but on there was all a lot of value stuff. packed a in lot this, of good in this short uh, We'll do it again. Podcast. Absolutely. Love I'm going to have you guys on my podcast. <laughs> Dude, what? give us a time and Dave yeah, is going to be there. We'll do it. We'll have to do it remotely back in America no or worries. when I come back in uh, November. Sounds Fantastic. Good. Let's do it. Thanks, all right. guys. Thank you, well, Mom. Thank you, Mom.